Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my reviews, 4,000 plus of them. You can read, I've been doing film reviews since 1996 at my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. For those of you who are also into films of the 1980s, I do invite you to check out the link on my website to my other podcast called Around the World in 80s Movies, where I do cover, you guessed it, films of the 1980s. Check it out at quipster.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at a film that's out in theaters called Good Boys. It is an R-rated film. It does have strong, crude sexual content, drug and alcohol material and language throughout, all involving tweens. In fact, I think that's the first time that the MPAA rating designated tweens as the source. Usually it says either teens or children. The runtime is an hour and 29 minutes. The main stars are Jacob Tremblay, Keith L. Williams, and Brady Noon, with supporting roles going to Will Forte, Molly Gordon, Midori Francis, Isaac Wang, gotta be careful with that name, Millie Davis, Lil Ray Howery, and Retta. The director is Gene Stepnitsky, who also contributes to the screenplay along with Lee Eisenberg. In fact, Eisenberg is supposedly a co-director on this film, even though he doesn't get credit. One of the things that I noticed when I was watching Good Boys is that this happens to be the third comedy that I've seen in my lifetime in which someone mistakenly thinks that anal beads are a necklace. The fact that I can't remember the other two films should probably be an indicator of how memorable I feel that these kinds of raunchy comedies are once they're all said and done. I mean, I'd look up the films to see what they were, but I kind of fear what Google might show me when I look up the terms necessary to find such movies. Good Boys marks the debut directorial feature film effort from writer-producer Gene Stupnitsky. He's known more for his production work on such TV fare that features awkward situations for its characters, the American version of The Office, for example, HBO's Hello, Ladies. He's written feature screenplays before, not ones I rate very highly. He co-wrote with his partner, Lee Eisenberg, the scripts for I would consider to be lackluster comedies, Year One and Bad Teacher. This is another film that dabbles with remaking the formula of Superbad, coincidentally, from the same producers. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Jonah Hill, etc. are producers of Good Boys. I don't think this film generates the same laughs as Superbad from 2007, or even the notable one that also borrows from Superbad came out in 2019, in fact. Much more comedically adept, though. Booksmart. I do recommend that film. This story surrounds three 12-year-old boys. They've been best friends since kindergarten. They dubbed themselves the Beanbag Boys because, well, they all had beanbags. Now they're in middle school for the first time. They find it hard to cope with the pressure of their peers to be considered cool among them. Max, played by Jacob Tremblay, has a crush. He might be able to make a connection with that girl, the object of his desires, once he gets invited to this kissing party where the popular kids are all going. Trouble is, though, he doesn't know how to kiss, or even apparently how to figure out where to find out how to kiss. His friend Thor is a gifted singer who gives up his dreams of becoming a singer or even doing musical theater because he doesn't want to be teased by his peers, especially when he's starting to get the nickname of Sippy Cup because of an instance where he refused to drink from a bottle of beer with the other boys. Meanwhile, the third part of the trio, Lucas, his parents are getting divorced. That's leaving him feeling a little bit out of sorts, and his sense of right and wrong tends to make him unable to understand why his friends are so willing to bend the rules to score points with these other kids that don't seem to care about their well-being at all. 
that's basically all the setup to the characters, and that's really all you probably know by the end of the film. It's not a very deep film. Life is awkward enough for sixth grade boys. They're on the verge of becoming teenagers. They're dealing with the onset of such things as puberty and sexual feelings and drinking and drugs and uh, the aforementioned peer pressure. Unfortunately, these are awkward moments that we all go through. They're just not enough for the makers of good boys. There are a variety of situations that are not about anything that we may have experienced in our lives. They're concocted by things that even adults would find extremely awkward to experience as well. The boys play with a drone in one scene, ostensibly to spy on the teenage girls next door on the hope that they're going to learn about how to kiss leading up to this party. This is one of the big contrivances of the film. Might have yielded a few decent chuckles, but soon having to recover that drone before Max's dad finds out every time he gets away from them, that becomes a major plot point within the film. Although this angle is not a memorable component of Good Boys, it's hard to remember what was supposed to be amusing about this aspect once it's all said and done. For a film about growing up, the makers of Good Boys seem pretty cavalier about what it finds funny. It thinks that pushing the envelope of taste is all that it's needed to make a comedy. The film opens with a masturbation joke that I really don't understand involving tethering of cords to the bedroom door. I suppose, you know, the door went the other way than he thought it would. I don't know. But there's a scene in which the boys whip out a paintball gun to shoot at some frat guys who are selling drugs, causing a lot of pratfalls that fill up runtime without actually pushing the story forward, generating new or unexpected laughs. Filling up even more screen time, there's a scene where the boys have to run across a busy freeway trying not to get run over. I really hope that there are no kids who see this scene, or even this movie, to be honest with you, who actually attempt this, thinking it might be a lot of fun. Even worse is this MDMA Molly subplot where the boys end up in possession of a vitamin bottle full of ecstasy that yields some of the movie's tackiest moments. I found that whole aspect to be not funny at all. In real life, I tell my seven-year-old daughter, if you're going to say something or do something inappropriate, it better be funny, or you're just going to get into trouble. I feel like the makers of this film would be in a lot of trouble with me, given how unfunny a lot of this is. Now, I don't think The Good Boys is the worst comedy. I mean, it does manage to eke out a chuckle here and there. I found it watchable enough, but I don't think that there's really enough variety in the comedy or the situations to keep things from eventually going stale for extended periods of time. I think it also reaches a little bit too far in terms of bad taste. It goes from this tale that we should all be able to relate to because we've all grown up. We've all been 12 before. We've been in similar situations like this. But it really ups the raunch factor so high to try to drum up easy laughs. I think the writers seem to think that we'll all come to care about these kids by the end, too, by being sentimental. They're not really set up, though, with enough depth to make it feel like these characters are anything more than props for easy comedy. If we're supposed to be peeking in on these lifelong friends or even kids who are well-established among their families or their community or among their mates in school, you'd never know it from the film. They feel like kids who are just written up for the purpose of comedy. This is not a town or a neighborhood or an environment that feels like it's been lived in by any of these characters. As with all of the other raunchy comedies that have come out in the wake of, I mean, you go back to American Pie... The makers of these films seem to think that all of this raunchiness is going to be forgiven if there can be moments in which the characters find out something more about themselves or each other. They try to find a bit of sentiment underneath all of these brazen attempts to squeeze out vulgar laughs. I think if you pick your spots for R-rated material much more efficiently to employ shock jokes, that 
would have delivered much more than continuously delivering the same gag over and over with different sex toys or different vulgarities and trying to think that the repetition of these things are going to elevate into snickers and those snickers into guffaws and those guffaws into audiences rolling in the aisles with laughter. If you find yourself unable to resist laughing every time you hear a kid use an F-bomb, maybe South Park style or... They end up playing with a sex doll without knowing what it is. If they think it's for CPR and you think that that's funny, you're likely the target audience for this film. Maybe your mileage is certainly going to vary depending on your mentality and what you find funny. But I think that anyone who is not into these things or don't think it's that funny to hear the same joke told repeatedly are going to find good boys to be not as good as advertised. So as much as I enjoyed the cast and I didn't find it unwatchable, I do think that it falls short from being a film that I could wholeheartedly recommend. So I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that it had the tools, it had the talent to actually be a winning comedy, but it just doesn't get enough originality or ingenuity in those gags to deliver anything more than some fine performances. Like I mentioned, that you know, this feels like a rough draft that got thrown out there. It doesn't feel like a fully realized film. Super bad, definitely, I think, delivered so much more on laughs and Booksmart earlier this year. I would recommend either of those films as the go-to for a comedy like this. This one, I don't even think within a month or two I'll even remember having seen it. So two and a half stars is the best I can give good boys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you have your own thoughts on Good Boys that you want to impart, things that you found funny I may have missed in this review, you can find my contact information on my website. Let me know what you think of Good Boys. You can go to quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net, for all of the details. Find my Twitter feed, my Facebook page. These are all good ways to get in touch with me. Until next time, thanks, everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 